Welcome to the Genuine Girl Podcast. I'm Meredith, a 22-year-old recent college graduate who's trying to navigate the post-grad world, successfully adult, and share my authentic experiences with you so that you feel less alone in your struggles while becoming more empowered to be yourself. Hey everyone, welcome back to the podcast. This week's episode is one that I am very excited about because we have a special guest on the show and I have not had a guest on this podcast in quite some time, but you will see a theme over the coming weeks of many guests coming on because I'm realizing, you know what, I love sharing my stories, I love sharing my perspective, I love relating with all of you, but there's nothing more powerful than hearing from many different kinds of people who are going through many different types of things that might also resonate with you. Because the truth is, I'm just not going to be able to reach everyone with my message. I'm not going to be able to relate to everyone with my experience. And that's why guests are a thing, because guests can bring that knowledge and insight as well as their own personal experiences that you may be able to relate to more so than my own. And that is what makes the world go round. So this is the inaugural guest episode, I would say, and it is with a guest who I just got the pleasure of meeting recently. Her name is Melissa Perch, and she is actually a teacher of over 20 years and most recently an author, which I think is so cool. I mean, to be teaching for so many years, first of all, amazing, kudos to her, but then to say, you know what, I want to write a book. I think that's awesome too. And so this week, actually, as I am posting this podcast, she is releasing her first book titled Beyond the Bell, 12 Lessons for Navigating Your Life After High School. And I just want to say, this is a book that I really could have used when I was graduating high school and going into the quote unquote real world for the first time. But I also think it can be beneficial for anyone making a major life change, you know, whether you just graduated college or maybe you are in high school still and are trying to figure out what you want your next steps to be. I think this book is going to be super beneficial and is really, again, something I wish I would have had. So I'm excited to bring Melissa on and hear her talk a little bit about that. But I also am excited because she's going to be sharing a lot with you today on how to kind of overcome fear in your teens and 20s as you graduate and enter that new stage of life, how to kind of follow your intuition when it comes to figuring out what you want to do and how to just boldly take that step forward into the real world without fear and set yourself up for success no matter what your life after high school or college or any time looks like. So I really hope you enjoy this episode. I know I loved the conversation with Melissa and I will have all of her information along with a link to her book in the description of the show. So please go check that out. Go support her. As a fellow author, I know that it can be difficult to get your book out there sometimes and I just want to be there to support her and uh, you know I think we can all use a little bit more of that supportiveness toward each other in this world so go support Melissa and I'm so excited to have her on but before we get into that I briefly want to do my little life update and genuine gem segments of the show because I implemented these last week I really liked them and I heard some positive feedback from you all so I'm gonna keep them going but because we have a guest on I'm going to be keeping this pretty short this week so quick life update for you. As many of you know, I started my first job a couple weeks ago. 
kind of a crazy time. I'm not going to lie. I, I loved the first week. It was super fun and I'm still loving it, but this second week of work has gotten pretty intense because for my specific job and field that I'm in, I have to obtain a couple of financial licenses. And in order to do that, I have to take and pass a couple of exams. So if any of you are really into finance, they are the series seven and series 63 licensing exams. I have to kind of do that before I can really get into my role. And fortunately, I'm working for a company that is being very nice to us and is providing us time during our workday to study for these tests. In fact, our entire workday every day for the next couple to, well, three weeks, I would say, is going to be just studying every day, all day. And, you know, I thought at first, oh, yeah, it's studying. I got this. I did that all throughout school. Like, I think I know what I'm doing, or at least I'd like to think I do. But when you are studying seven and a half, eight hours a day with minimal breaks, that is a different kind of studying than, you know, going to class and coming home and studying and then, you know, maybe doing some over the weekend and at night you get some breaks in there. This is no, this is intense, hardcore. We are on a strict schedule and it's really good for me. I love having the structure, but it is also exhausting. So I have come back from work every day this week, just feeling pretty, pretty drained. I've got to be honest with you, just mentally fried, I would say. But overall, I'm I'm enjoying the process because I am actually learning a lot about the financial world, investments, even just things that I'm going to take with me for my own personal finance use. I think it's good stuff to know. I don't take my first exam for a couple more weeks still, but that's kind of the big life update I have is that I've just been starting to study for those exams this past week, and that has really been kind of my life. But not my entire life because my genuine gem of the week is that I have been able to kind of stay true to myself by listening to my body when it comes to working out and nutrition and just overall health. As many of you know, I love working out. I try to eat as healthy as I can. I'm definitely not perfect, but working out for sure is something that has always really been good for my mental health, and I never wanted that to get away from me when I started my job. However, this week has been tough because I have been so tired at the end of every day. And even when I wake up in the morning, you know, I still am kind of feeling <laughs> the mental brain fog, just not not quite at my normal level of energy. And at the beginning of the week, I felt myself putting a lot of pressure on myself, being very hard on myself because I have it in my mind that I need to work out a certain number of days a week and at certain times of day. And, you know, being a perfectionist will do that to you. But... I did something that I don't do very frequently and I actually kind of caught myself in those thought patterns and started listening to myself as the week went on. And it turns out, you know, I, I think sometimes I'm scared to listen to myself when it comes to exercising because I think, oh, well, if I listen to myself, then I'll never work out because I'll always find an excuse not to. But actually the opposite thing happened. So one day this week, I woke up, I set my alarm really early, I was supposed to get up and work out, and I was just so tired, I decided, okay, Meredith, get a little more sleep, because it's not even just a mind thing anymore, like, your body is physically tired, so get your sleep, listen to your body, and by listening to my body that morning, I actually 
felt what it was like to almost respect yourself <laughs> enough to listen to yourself. And that made me even more motivated the next day to get up and work out because I felt a difference. You know, I felt a little less tired the next morning. And so I got up super early and I got a workout in before work. And then another day this week, I decided to try working out after work because that's what felt better. And so I might not be in a super structured routine with my health and fitness right now, but I say that because I think it's totally okay to just kind of have a little period of figuring out what works best for you while honoring and listening to your body and what it's really telling you. Because by doing that, I actually found more motivation throughout the week to work out because I was doing it at times when I wanted to and times when my body felt better and I was almost training myself to know the difference between, okay, I'm just being lazy or, you know, I'm actually unwell, not wanting to and not able to work out to the best of my abilities right now. So I don't know if any of that made sense, but I am proud of myself for listening to my body and in that sense you know, I would say it's a genuine gem. It's something that I did that is just remaining true to me and listening to myself. It's crazy how simple it sounds, but how difficult it can be to actually listen to ourselves rather than just doing what we think we're supposed to do all the time and not really thinking about it. So that's my genuine gem. That's my life update. Not too much going on except for the studying and trying to balance the rest of my life, but you know, it's fine. Uh, I'm going to get us into this episode because again, I love the conversation I had with Melissa. I think it's very empowering and uplifting and she's just a very positive person. That was honestly my biggest takeaway. She's such a positive person. She is just putting out all of this positivity into the world and she's putting it out to people who are often going through a very stressful time, you know, graduation, going into the real world, trying to figure out what to do. A lot of those events and feelings might not spark a lot of positivity to us, but she reframes things in such a positive way that you can't help but walk away from this episode feeling a little more inspired, a little more uplifted, and just hopeful for the direction of your life. So (laughs) with that little elevator pitch on why you should keep listening, I'm going to hop into the episode. I hope you all enjoy and be sure to check out Melissa's book in the description. Hi, everyone. I am here now with our guest, Melissa. Melissa, thank you so much for being here today. I'm so excited to chat with you about all things high school, college, making that transition into the real world and just getting your input. So thanks for being here. Happy to be here. Thank you for having me. Yeah, of course. Now, I have given my audience a little introduction on you already, but I would love to kind of hear from you specifically a little bit about where you were at when you were our age in high school and college, kind of what did your life look like back then? How did you kind of get into your teaching career and how have you been able to sustain that for over 20 years now? You know, it's funny. I, like many kids today, had no idea that this is where I would land eventually in my life. Um, I went uh, away to a a SUNY school, State University of New York school. And I just really went with some ideas about communications and about general ed. And I thought maybe I would like to teach mostly because people kept telling me teaching is a great career, but I really never saw myself working with young children or so I kind of rejected that um, for a long time. Um, And then it wasn't until my junior year that I started to 
feel like the pressure to hone in on what I really should be doing with my life. You know, I felt like, wow, I'm getting to the end of this college time. Um, but I didn't have an idea in high school where I would end up at all. I was never a kid that, you know, some kids know I, I want to be a dentist. I want to be a firefighter. I was not that kid. And I felt a little bit like I was, you know, kind of breezing around blowing around in the, in the wind. And, um, and I landed luckily in this career be, being a high school teacher that really fit, but it took a long time to, and a lot of classes to kind of and discussions with experts to figure out what I should go after. Yeah, that's so interesting to hear that you didn't really know what you wanted to do in high school. And yet here you are, you've been in the same career for mm -hmm. so long. And yeah. so I guess that's a good little inspiring message that even if you're young right now, and you don't know what you want to do, it's possible that you do find that thing that you love and, you know, eventually. <laughs> yeah. And I think sometimes what's interesting is that when you look back, once you make a decision and you start to really um, fall in, in line with what you're meant to be, you, when you start to look back, it, you almost will find clues your whole life that this is really what fit you. I always love mm -hmm. to read. I love to write. I always did enjoy my English classes, but I think I felt like a teacher meant you were in the same space with 25 kids and teaching all the things. And I, I just didn't want that for myself. And it wasn't until I, again, a career counselor sat down with me, looked at some of the classes I was taking, had a real heart to heart discussion about what I enjoyed that she actually said, well, what about a high school teacher? What about English? And then I, it started, things started clicking. So I went in that direction and when I started to observe in the junior high and high school classes, I thought, wow, this is a lot of fun. This is, this is cool being on the other side of the desk. And um, it was, it was definitely something that I enjoyed. And as I've been in this career, I've evolved, I've grown and I, I've made it something that I love and, and was able to then find the time to write this book, which I think, again, if I would have looked back and paid attention, <laughs> this was always going to be something that I, I found the time to do. It's just, mm -hmm. again, trusting your gut, which is hard to do when you're young. And there's all those voices around giving you unsolicited advice. Yes. You know, that actually ties into our next topic perfectly, because I think from what you're saying, you have been really good at being able to listen to your gut. And I'm sure it seems like to me, it's kind of a skill that you almost need to practice to get yeah. better at. Um, because I think especially today, I'm sure you experienced it when you were younger, but in our society now, there's so many voices out there with social media. And of course, our parents, friends, people in our life, there are, there's just so much noise and so many options out there. And so, you know, when it comes to young people trying to figure out what they want to do, and hearing all of these voices around them that kind of get in the way, how do you kind of recommend that students start to try and look past all those voices and all that noise and really tune into their intuition and kind of figure out, okay, what do I actually want to do? Yeah, I think the first thing is, kids, especially high school kids have to let go a little bit of the need to declare the major, declare the career, um, and really not give in to that pressure that they might be feeling, 
um, when they go off to, to college. Um, do I think that should be an educated decision? Absolutely. But do I think that going away to college means you have to figure it all out or starting a business means you have to figure it all out? Absolutely not. And you almost have to let go and be okay with getting, you know, dipping your toe in the water, so to speak, and, and trying and then moving forward slowly, carefully in an informed way. So that's the first thing I would say is, um, I, I, again, I don't think you need to declare things so early. If, you know, you had to make, think about yourself at 17, 18 years old, the decisions you made, the friends you have, chances are decades later, those same things will be different. So you have to expect that your passions, your dreams, maybe even your career path is going to shift a little bit. And, and it should, because that's growth, right? So that would be the first advice. The second thing I would say is don't be afraid to dabble in things that you you know, never considered. Because for me, what I see a lot in young people is it's one class that shifts everything for them. It's one experience that opens their eyes to something they never thought about doing before. Uh, sometimes, oftentimes, actually, the dream, the dream job, the path that they actually wind up taking didn't even exist when they were in high school. Like I have students who you know, work in social media now or work in uh, marketing, digital marketing. And, uh, you know, think about it a few years ago, really, some of these things didn't exist. So you really have to be open to evolving and dipping your toe in the water. And, and you'll be surprised at what will come up and what you'll connect with. And it's a little scary not knowing or being open to those possibilities. But that I think is the beauty. And that is how you truly find what you're meant to do and the real passion in your career path. Yeah, no, that's great advice. And I do think that is really what high school and college are all about is just trying new things. And I love that you're really focusing on that message of, hey, you don't have to have one thing figured out right now. You don't have to be perfect and, you know, have this yeah. whole life plan because realistically things are going to change and, you know, you might find what you want to do in a place you never expected. So yeah, or a person yeah. that you meet or that person, turned you yeah. on to something, you know, I really think uh, too, that being pressured to go in a direction when you're unsure is really something young people have to really work hard to, to kind of be real and have real conversations with themselves and say, wait a second, am I doing this for me mm -hmm. and what I truly want or how I see my life going? Or am I doing this because of the outside pressure in society or in family or with friends or, um, you know, what's really going on? And I think working with seniors like I do, that's a question I'm often asking them when we're writing the college essay or where, you know, they're applying to colleges and, They'll say things like, I'm going to be an engineer and I'll say, okay, what, what does that look like for you? And, and why, why, what do you see yourself doing in that career? And when they don't have the answers or they really haven't thought through it, I kind of like to slow them down and say, well, let's do some research. Let's really dig into this before we declare it um, and be open to the change. And that might be your path. Fantastic. Mm -hmm. I will cheer you on, but let's do it with eyes wide open. Yeah, I, I love that 
that mindset toward it. And I was going to ask you, you know, some people, like you said, they do kind of have an idea of what they want to do, or, Mm -hmm. you know, maybe it's this dream they've had their whole life, but there's something that's kind of holding them back from pursuing that and going down that path. Um, you know, maybe they're scared of the judgment from the people around them or failing at it or something like that. So I guess that's kind of the opposite end of the spectrum where some people have absolutely no idea. Other people deep down, you know, they kind of know, but they're not sure if they should really go down that path. Would you kind of give the same advice to those people? Like, should they still be kind of trying everything just to make sure, you know, that well, they I really do if, want to go down that yeah, path? Yeah, I think if somebody really knows what they want to pursue, um, most of the time what holds that person back from going after it is, and I think you mentioned it, that somewhere within the, their their soul is this fear of, this is what I've always pictured for myself. This is what I know I've always wanted. Now is the time if I go after it and I fail, who am I? Mm-hmm. Um, what then? Um, and I think that is a real fear. I know for me, even writing this book, you know, it's been something I really think I've been holding on my heart for decades, honestly, and really committing to it brings up inevitable fear of failure, rejection. And I think you, once that goal becomes so clear, you have to almost go into it expecting a level of failure, a level of challenge, um, obstacles. You have to almost Mm -hmm. say, I'm going for it. And I know it's going to be hard. And I think once you get your mind right, you can really go for it when you're in the right space and when you're, when you're really going for your, your dream. So I think if you know, and many, like I said, some people do some people, I have students who they come to me senior year and they just can't wait to become a Marine. It's something they've always wanted. They want to, you know, they want to sign up and do this. And it's scary. It's, it's, it's great that you always knew, but there's still a level of fear. And I think you have to kind of just embrace that fear because if you're afraid, it means you just care that much. It's telling you that you care so deeply about your path that you're going to go anyway. Um, And I think there's something beautiful in that because that's growth. That is growth. Never do we grow in our comfort zone. Never do we grow without some kind of criticism or questions of how to do it better. That's the space where, you know, the, the magic really does happen. Sounds cliche, but it's the truth. No, it totally is. And I absolutely love that perspective on fear kind of meaning you care about something, almost reframing it as a positive thing and not so much of a negative thing, because yeah, if you weren't a little scared of it, then do you really care about you know, succeeding and going down that path, I think that is a good way to put it. And that kind of leads me into my next topic about, you know, you say you kind of have to almost have realistic expectations if you do go into something you want to do and you kind of know that next step, you know, you kind of, of course, should be excited about that and, you know, working hard and all that, but also know like it, it could be challenging. There are going to be things that come up. And I think for anyone after graduating high school, 
there are a lot of challenges just with the transition out of high school into college or into a job, whatever it is people are choosing to do. How I, I would love to know kind of your tips for, okay, you've decided on that next step, you've graduated, but how does a student really set themselves up for success in whatever they're doing and kind of navigate that transition from high school into that next phase of life, whatever well, of it course, may be? Yeah, I mean, it is, listen, I think every time we complete something, whether it's a high school graduation, a college graduation, or we decide that we're in a job and we're going to leave that job and pursue something else, there you are in this space of uncertainty, um, which is, scary and wonderful all at the same time. So there's a lot going on there. Um, I think that when you are in that space, you have to commit to being a lifelong learner. You, I, I think, you know, even in, for me, in my career, I'm doing this two decades. I learn something new every day. You know, I think we have to sign on to be lifelong learners, that is what sets us up to, for success in our path, because then we can get better. So no matter what we're up against, no matter what it is that we want, if we're open to kind of sitting back, taking things in and being open to the people and the things around us, the experiences around us that can help us grow, I think that's how you set yourself up for success. You are not going to know everything. 20 years teaching, I certainly do not know everything. It's, you know, you have to just have that mindset and that's how you set yourself up for success. You know, we have interviewed, I've interviewed, been on interview committees for a long time and there's nothing more I love than the candidate that comes in and asks questions or says something like, I'm excited about what I saw in, you know, the school and tell me more and how can I learn? And you know, that is someone that's ready to go, not yeah. somebody that has all the answers, has it all figured out and, you know, isn't open to change because yeah. that's, that's not growth. Like I said earlier. Yeah. I think that's so important. A lot of my audience, I think is, a little bit of a perfectionist crowd and they feel like they have to have it all figured out. And when you really think about it, I mean, we're in our teens and twenties. Like if we did have it all figured out, that might be a little scary. You know? like, well, and the other thing I, I want you to be very clear about, you know, when you're in your teens, when you're in your twenties, you have lived, you have had great experiences. You know, I think a lot of times people like to say, you know, you'll, you'll figure it out. You know, you're not in the real world yet. I hear, adults say that to teenagers all the time. And it just gets me so angry because I feel like, no, no, they've been in the real world. They've had real experiences. They have had relationships and friendships and growth that in some cases, you know, they've experienced things well above what older people have experienced, right? Like I've had yeah. seen kids face cancer. I've seen kids face divorce and parents and, you know, being in a home where, you know, they didn't have what they needed, just the basics. And that's, that's experience, that's oh, life yeah. experience. So to say to somebody or to not celebrate their wins, no matter what age they are, I think is, is doing people a disservice, you know? Um, yeah. That's again, one of the messages in my book is that, you know, this space, you, you should celebrate the wins. Not everybody graduates high school. It just, that's not, that's not real. Not everybody passes their, all their classes and completes their homework. And I, I think we need to give credit to young people 
who are able to have that success and who also have the the uh, motivation and excitement to keep going and pursue things that you know can be kind of scary so that's really you know what what the what the point of my book is to motivate people yeah. you know I love that no matter what age yeah definitely seems like a very positive spin on a lot of these issues that we all face and have been kind of trained to view so negatively like mm -hmm. you know like I was just saying I kind of fell into that trap too of thinking oh like I don't I don't know everything like I'm so young I don't have experience and getting down on myself for that when in reality like you said, you know, I do have great experience. I, I might be in my 20s, but I've gone through a lot of things that have helped me learn and, you know, kind of using that to keep me going. I think yeah. that's a great lesson that anyone yeah, can take, I think, you know? I think that that is what keeps you moving. It keeps yeah. you, when a lot of times when we look back at our track records, the our track records confirm for us that we actually can move forward and accomplish even more because look at, you know, we, we have to give ourselves credit. I think it's really easy to, like you said, get down on yourself, especially in those spaces where you're unsure or you're hesitant to move forward. But if you look back on the things you've accomplished, you'll see that you have the skills to go far, to go really far, maybe yeah. even further than you first thought. Yes. Oh, that's so true. I mean, honestly, I tell people sometimes like, and I'm trying to tell myself too, like sometimes it's helpful to just write stuff down, like things yeah. that you've accomplished, things you've been through, things you've learned just to kind of uh, vi visually see, like I've actually done a lot of stuff and use that to keep you going, you know, cause it's so easy to forget, but. Well, it's easy to say, I can't do this. I can't face yeah. this. And it's like, yeah, but you can, you have, you can, and you probably will again, and you're still here doing it. So mm -hmm. let's, let's shift it up a little bit and give credit where credit is due, you know, yes. and surround yourself with people that remind you of those things. Yeah, no, I, I think that's awesome. And honestly, that's, I mean, I think that's the goal for all of us to always kind of feel that motivation and to feel like we're surrounded by people who are making us better and doing what we really want to be doing. But kind of getting into my next question, you know, I think from what I've seen, I've just graduated college, but I know it happens to people graduating high school, college, wherever. When you kind of take that next step, go to college, or in my case, start a new job, sometimes it can feel really hard at first, even if it's something we think we want to do or a path that we researched and we, you know, talked to a career counselor about and we were like 100% set on this and confident when we get into it, it's actually pretty challenging, whatever that is. And I think sometimes for me, at least, it's been kind of hard for me to differentiate between okay, this is just the challenge of this new phase of life. It's change. And so it's just kind of like an adjustment period. You know, there's that kind of pain. And then there's like, oh, I actually don't like what I'm doing. This isn't true to who I am. So mm -hmm. I don't know if that makes sense, but do you have any tips for young people to kind of differentiate between, you know, if they're struggling, is that just the adjustment pain of changing or is it a deeper sign like oh this might not be the path for me 
Yeah, I mean, that's a great question. And I think when you start a new job, just like when you start a new class, right? When you, I remember even in elementary school, like I remember the fourth grade <laughs> so clearly because in the beginning, I'm like, oh my gosh, I don't even know this. You know, it, that anytime you start something new, there's a level of uncomfortability. You, you have to just expect that. I remember when I first started in my first teaching job, I was hired the day before school started. Could you imagine? I, I had been to this school just for the interview. Uh, they called me the night before we had a last minute retirement. Are you still available? I was 22 years old. And I was like, sure. I had no idea where the classrooms were, no clue um, what levels I was teaching. I had no curriculum and I was petrified, but I knew I had to take the job because this was, mm -hmm. you know, this was the path. Right. Mm -hmm. um, so, yeah, I, I cried my eyes out when I came home that day because I thought to myself, what have I done? That was one of the most uncomfortable days of my life, yeah, <laughs> right? I, um, I felt like a fish out of water. Um, I felt like, oh my goodness, what if, what if my students at that time, right? Or the people you work with, your what if they find out that I don't know what I'm doing, right? So there's that level of fear. And when you're hired in your first job, in my book, I talk about, you're kind of a loose cannon, like they're rolling the dice on you. And I think that's an expectation that most employers have when they hire someone right out of college or someone that's never done the job before. And I honestly think that's one of the reasons why young people get those jobs, because it's the excitement of teaching them the, the way that the company or the school likes to function and kind of molding young people the way that um, they're hoping to, to carry on the job that they do. But also, I also love when young people come in because I learn so much from them because yeah. I'm like, well, wait a second, I never heard that theory before. Or what's that classroom management skill? And that is a beautiful um, thing to have in, in a workplace. Now, if you go on and on and on and on, like you're saying, and you're just like, why isn't this jiving? I think that's a point in your career or in your job and your employment where you have to go back to your core values and say, okay, why did I get into this? Why am I in finance? Why did I take this job in PR? You know, why am I a teacher? Whatever it is. Yeah. Um, what were the goals that I had or what are the things that I loved about that? And really kind of touch on those core values that you have. And for me with teaching, it was, am I helping kids? Um, am I having fun? Am I learning every single day? And I, you know, that's how I kind of kept checking those boxes, even on days where it was really hard. And I knew that that was in alignment. If it's not, then yeah, that's a point where you have to say the things I got into this profession for are not at this place yeah. or not at with this group of people. And then you keep moving. You know, I think at that point, once you've you've taken a look, you've you've picked a path, you've looked around, you've really dug in and gave it your all and it still feels wrong, then that's your that's your gut telling you that. I'm going to start to look for what feels right, what is in line with who I really am and why I, I, I why I took this path to begin with. Yeah. And it's again, scary. It can be scary to leave your first job or your second job, just like it's scary to leave a relationship or, or distance yourself from a friend, right? Mm -hmm. It's, it's change, but the alternative is living a life that is not right for you. Yeah. 
No, that's a great way to put it. I, I'm trying to remind myself of that. I start my first job next week and I, I, it's scary, of course, because you don't know how it's going to go and it can be everything you think you want on paper. And then, you know, turns out to be different in person. You never know. But I think just being okay with, you know, if I need to change paths, I can, and I don't have to stay in this area forever. And I probably won't like, even if I did, like things would change, you know, I think I have to remember that, like, again, I don't have to have it all figured out right now. This isn't going to be my whole life. Like things are going to change no matter what. And um, just kind of having that growth mindset, like you were talking about wanting to learn and um, and there is grow. something so exciting about a first job. And, mm-hmm. you know, there's a, there is a level of apprehension, I'm sure. And, you know, cause you don't know everybody there and you're walking into this new space. You're the new person, you know, all of that. But in that same breath, that's so exciting. You know, yeah. you have an opportunity to um, add to this place, meet new people, um, find perhaps forever friends, you know, you just don't know what is about to, to be in your life. So as much as we feel like we're going into a job, you also can approach it thinking this job is coming to me. And for some reason, these people, this place, this experience is a stop in your journey, take from it with what you may, or stick with it. And it will inevitably, um, get you to where you're meant to be. And I I think when we think in that, in that way, instead of, um, in a, in a fear and we, we live in a fear-based space, I think we're better for it. And even on those tough days at your new job, or even for me, I mean, there's days where, you know, these teenagers, they make me crazy, you know, they do. I mean, they're teenagers. I love them dearly, but I tell them, I say, you guys really make me contemplate my career choice sometimes (laughs) because they're just, (laughs) I say, you guys, you know, I joke with them all the time. I say, you guys really are going to, I'm going to drive home today and contemplate my entire career. But at the end of those hard days, I I really do my best to practice gratitude. What went well today? You know, what, what, even in this tough day where I was stressed out or had a lot of work on my plate or, you know, the kids were rough. What can I be thankful for? And sometimes it's my colleagues. It's the people that work with me, support me. Sometimes it's the quiet ride to work, you know, little things that I wouldn't have if not for this, this path. Yeah. Oh, I love that. I, I just love your positivity and the attitude you have toward life and school and career, everything. I mean, I think, you know, and I will say, I I like to always be real. I wasn't always this way. I think it takes time and it takes a lot of um, growth. There were many times, especially in my twenties where I felt like, Oh my gosh, you know, is this the right way? And questioning myself and insecurity. And I, it takes time and it takes work to get yourself to a place where you can almost catch yourself in those spaces that don't serve any of us. Well, catch yourself and say, okay, I'm doing it again. And, and then kind of reverse and say, you know, all right, how can I reframe this so that as I'm approaching the situation, the person I'm doing it a way that is going to be beneficial to all involved. Yes. Oh, such, such good advice. I need to take that myself. <laughs> so we all do. Listen, it's yeah. <laughs> practice every day. It really is. It's nobody has this all figured out and it, it, it takes work. It's true. I know. And speaking of, you know, figuring it out, I would love to know kind of more tactically speaking, what kinds of resources would you recommend like young people, people in high school, college, 
starting their first job, whatever it may be, what kinds of resources would you recommend that we're using right now to kind of help us as we navigate, you know, finding what we want to do, taking that next step after graduation, um, and just being successful? I know you've given a lot of great tips, but are there any, obviously, your book, and you're welcome to talk about that, (laughs) but um, any resources you have, anything you think people should be doing? Yeah, I mean, again, that's why I wrote my book for kids, for people, for young adults in this space. And again, the title of my book is Beyond the Bell, uh, 12 Lessons for Navigating Your Life After High School. And um, I wrote that book really to offer people in this space a, a, a story, a book that they could go to and not feel so alone. And, and to remember that most people, I would say all people, quite frankly, have been in a, in a position of not knowing and turned out just fine. So that, of course, I would recommend. I also am such a huge fan of, um, Ed Milet, who I'm not sure if you're familiar. I love Ed Milet. Yeah. He is one of my, he's amazing. He's one of my all time. I mean, he doesn't know it, but he's my mentor. (laughs) Oh, same here. Yeah. Yeah. I listen to his podcast weekly, any book he writes, he just has a new book, uh, the power of one more that just came out. Mm -hmm. I just find his growth mindset and his, um, his kind of line of thinking to really reinforce the way that I, I think people should approach life and can approach life with, with some hard work. So I would recommend anything from him. I also, um, I love Brene Brown. I don't know if you're familiar with her work. She's just really wonderful about, you know, really what's most important in our lives, which is the connection with people and really thinking about leadership skills and how we want to function in our lives, but in our workplaces and um, how we can be in environments that thrive. So that would, those are the first things that pop, you know, that pop up for me for sure. No, those are great. I love Ed Milet and Brene Brown. They're both awesome. And honestly, your book is something I wish I had when I graduated high school because it is such a scary time. There's so many changes, so much going on and a lot of uncertainty. So I I think it sounds like, you know, you're reaching a great audience. I think we all could use that right now in this world yeah. we're living in. So the book actually <laughs> starts. That's exactly how the book starts is I wish someone did this for me when I was in high school. Really? Um, yeah. <laughs> that's exactly the opening line. And, you know, I think that when I sat down to write this, I don't think this is a book I could have written 10 years ago. I think you have to meet your dreams and your goals. Um, You'll meet them when they're, when they're ready. Um, I always wanted to write a book. I tried many different genres and nothing clicked, nothing felt right. Nothing did what I always felt like I wanted to do. And this book just kind of poured out of me because it was for my students. It was for the audience that I think needs it the most. And when I started to kind of Google, um, what else is out there, you know, look for comparison tax and my publishers, G and D media, when I pitched to them, that was one of their questions, you know, can you offer us some comparison tax? And I felt like there were many texts out there, but they were geared towards adults. Mm-hmm. And I've always felt like one of my strengths was that I could 
really talk to any teenager, you know, they, I'm just with them all the time. So yeah. the way that they are, the way that they talk, their, um, their quirks, their senses of humor, I, I just, just is a comfortable space for me. So I just knew how to write a book that would speak to that audience. And, um, yeah, it's funny that you said that because that's exactly the opening line. It's <laughs> funny. Oh my gosh. I wish someone did this for me when I was in high school because, man, I could have used someone to right. say everything's okay. Like, relax, take a deep breath and just stop the madness. And and that's really the intention of the book. Yeah, I know. That is funny that, you know, you were saying that and I'm over here saying that now. That just shows, you know, there's nothing like this out there on the market right now. So yeah. I, I think it's definitely powerful and I'm so excited for my audience to be able to read it and hopefully, you know, get some insight and wisdom out of it. So why don't you go ahead and kind of share more about where people can find the book and find you connect with you just wherever you want to plug yourself, feel free to do that. <laughs> yeah. So I actually, this is an advanced, I'll show you uh, the advanced reader's copy that my publisher sent, which was, I can't tell you the thrill of like holding this in my hand when oh, it yeah. came to the mail um, and just, you know, seeing it all unfold here. So this is beyond the bell, 12 lessons for navigating your life after high school. And um, it's on Amazon, my goodness, Target, Walmart, Barnes and Noble. I also would love for people to support their, their local bookstores and ask for it or, you know, around their towns. Cause I don't think we could have too many bookstores in the world. Oh, That's the yeah, English never. teacher in me. <laughs> That's the English teacher in me. I can't, I can't not say that. Um, and you can find me almost every single day on Instagram at Perch. That's my last name, P-Y-R-C-H. Perch gets published. And that was an Instagram account that I created to show my students, watch me go for my dream. You can do it too. So you'll see me on there at Perch Gets Published on Instagram. I'm also on Twitter at um, Perch Melissa and on my website, melissaperch.com. You can find the book there. You can find um, podcasts I've been on and some other cool stuff that, you know, I put out. So articles yeah. and things like that. So I can't wait awesome. to meet some of your audience members. Yes. And I oh. know they're going to, I know they're going to do great things. I mean, that's the excitement oh. of this age group is you can do whatever you want. If mm -hmm. you just listen and trust yourself and give yourself that confidence to go for it. I mean, yeah. look what you're doing, you're, you're putting out a podcast, just graduated college. Like I want to be you when I grow up. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. You're so sweet. It's scary. I mean, it's hard. I have my days where I'm like, I have no idea what I'm doing. I don't know if I should be doing this. Like, This is hard, which I know everyone goes through, but yeah. you know, and you'll continue true. to have that yeah. throughout your whole life. You know, it's, yeah, same. So just embrace it and just throw yep. caution to the wind because, you know, I have a chapter in the book and it's titled throw spaghetti. You know, that's it. Just keep giving it a go because that. something's going something's gonna to stick for you. It will, but you'll never know unless you try. So might as well just keep going for it. And <laughs> I, I love that throw spaghetti. I'm going to remember that one. <laughs> Thank you so much. And also this is random, but I just was like binging all of your Instagram videos the other day. <laughs> and I, 
I love them. They're amazing. So everyone should go follow Melissa on Instagram if nothing else. Yeah, there's no shortage. I, awesome. I do that for the teens in my life. There's no shortage of making a fool of myself. There, you know, love so it. It's, enjoy. <laughs> it's amazing. So go follow her. Go buy her book. I mean, by the time I'm posting this, I believe your book should be out or just about to come out. So um, I, I hope that my audience will go and check it out and connect with you. I know I'm going to stay in touch and, you know, get the book myself so thank you Absolutely. so much thank um, you for thank having you for me on and best of luck you're gonna kill it at your new thank job thank you thank you so much and thanks for all of your inspiring words <laughs> thanks for listening to this week's episode don't forget to rate and review the podcast and if you're really feeling kind give me a follow on instagram and tiktok at underscore genuine girl underscore see you next week <laughs>